Enemy to those who make him an enemy. Friend to those who have no friend. That's right. It's Everybody's Friend, the Comic Web Old Time Radio Podcast, where each week we feature an episode from the golden years of radio. We also offer two other podcasts. We have a Superman Old Time Radio Program podcast and a video podcast of the old movie serials. Just go to our website for information on how to download the podcasts or type the word Comic Web into iTunes and they'll pop up. The Comic Web sells all the old-time radio programs featured in our podcast, as well as comic books and more. Check us out at comicweb.com. You'll get some of my brief commentary after the episodes. This week we have a special Yukon holiday broadcast. First we have a Sergeant Preston of the Yukon in A Christmas Present, followed by the next episode in the series called New Year's Eve. The Challenge of the Yukon. On King! On you husky! The Wonder Dog King, swiftest and strongest of Eskimo lead dogs, blazes the trail through storm and snow for Sergeant Preston as he meets the challenge of the Yukon. Sergeant Preston was typical of the small band of Northwest Mounted Police who preserved law and order in the new Northwest country, where the greed for wealth and power led to frequent violence and bloodshed. But in spite of the odds against them, Sergeant Preston and his wonder dog, King, met that challenge, and justice ruled triumphant. Sergeant Preston of the Northwest Mounted was driving his dog team into Dawson City when he saw Jim Christie and his little daughter Sally at the edge of the trail. Oh, King! Oh, you huskies! Hello there, Jim. Hi, Sally. Hello, Sergeant Preston. Can I give you a lift? I'm going your way. Uh, you sure can. It'll help if I don't have to lug this tree home on my shoulder. Put it on the sled. Sally can ride, too. Oh, thanks, Sergeant Preston. This is my Christmas tree. Daddy let me help pick it out. He just cut it down. And it's a fine tree, too. Uh, put it right here, Jim. Uh, there we go. I'm so glad you're back, Sergeant. Now you can stop and see Frisky. He's grown since you left. Ah, Sally, Sergeant Preston's probably tired. He won't want to stop and see your puppy. Well, I'd like to see him. Come on, Sally. I'll lift you up on the sled. Thank you. She sure worships that pup you gave her, Sergeant. He's going to have a nice Christmas, too. I'm hanging a stocking up for him right beside mine. Frisky's a lucky little dog having you take care of him. Well, we all ready? Yep. I'm ready. On King! On you, Husky! Planning to spend Christmas in Dawson, Sergeant? Well, yes, I... Have my cabin here, and it seems more like home. Ah, this is going to be the best Christmas Mary and Sally and I have ever had. I'm glad to hear that, Jim. You've had some hard luck. But the best Christmas present of all is that I'm getting out of debt at last. Had a fine trapping season. I thought I'd never be able to pay back that money I borrowed from Crane. But I think I have enough furs to do it. Well, that is good news. Crane's a hard man. I borrowed money from him last year. Then I didn't find gold. Took the trapping in desperation. But it sure paid off. I've got enough foxkins in my cabin to pay that debt and have some left over. We'll have to have a real celebration this year. (laughs) What's wrong with King? Whoa! Hi, you huskies! Listen, listen. Did you hear someone call? That's Mary. Come on, Sergeant. King, come on, fella. Jim, look. Isn't that smoke by your cabin? It it looks like it. We're coming, Mary! It's too late. Take care of Sally, Mary. Come on, Sergeant. Oh, Jim, be careful. My furs, I've got to save them. They're all in there. Easy, Jim. We'll do what we can. The whole side of the cabin is burning. 
That's the side my furs are in. Jim, it's too late. It's going to cave in. Don't go in there. I've got to have them. Jim, come back here. Jim! Oh, stop it, Sergeant. It's too late, Mary. Come on, Katie. Oh, Sergeant, Jim's going to get Just one side cave, then I'll get him. Jim, where are you? Over here. Help. I'm a car. I'll lift this beam off. There. I'll get your arm around my neck. All right. Well, there we are. You all right, Jim? Oh, thank heaven you got him out of there. What? My leg. Oh, Daddy, you're hurt. I'll get the dogs in the sled. Look, Sergeant. King brought Frisky out of the cabin. Good work, boy. I didn't see him. King came after me. Frisky, are you all right? Oh, thank you, King, for saving him. Jim, you're fought. He's quite badly hurt, Mary. You'd all better come over to my cabin. There it goes. Our cabin. And all the furs destroyed. I can't pay Crane. Jed Crane was the wealthiest man in Dawson. He sat alone in his office that evening, and a frown deepened the wrinkles between his cold blue eyes as he added a column of figures. Three, seven, twelve. Come in, come in. Did I see you, Mr. Crane? What do you want, Jake? Hey. I just heard some news I thought might interest you. Yep. Jim Christie's cabin burned down this afternoon. Jim Christie? What happened to them furs? All of them burned. Nothing left at all. He said he intended to give them to you. They're full of rotten luck. Uh, we're sending after them tomorrow. You sure this ain't a trick? Maybe he hit him somewhere and started the cabin to fire himself. Oh, no, they was in there all right. Jim got hurt trying to get him out. Yeah. I'll have to wait another year till he pays me what he owes me. I'm sure a fool to take a chance on him. <laughs> it's kind of hard on his family, just before Christmas and all. They'll live through it. Boys was talking about taking up a collection for him. Well, don't come to me for anything. Present enough, as far as I'm concerned, not get my money. This Christmas business is a lot of sentimental boss anyway. Well, it's just for the kid. Nobody cared about my Christmas when I was a kid. Just another day. Another day in a lousy orphanage. <laughs> you mean you never got any presents? Presents? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yep, I did get a present once. Yeah? It was Christmas time. Little girl visited the orphanage with her poor mom. We thought they were looking for a kid to adopt. <laughs> Out of a clear sky, she come up to me and handed me a toy dog she was carrying and said, Merry Christmas. Playing sakes. <laughs> it was the first prison I ever got. I cried over the thing in bed that night. Carried it around under my shirt for a week. And I waited and, and hoped. Well, they didn't adopt the kid. My, my. They never came back then one day, I threw the dog away. As far as I could throw it. And I always hated Christmas. Oh, shucks. <laughs> well, you've made up for it since. Well, she did. But being as hard on everybody as he was hard on me. It's the only way. Well, the boys was all talking about giving something for the kids' sake. Of course, now, if he was only giving enough, 
Say, each give a gold nugget. Yeah, they could start Jim up in business again. <laughs> Say, maybe they would be fools enough to... It might be worth a try. What are you talking about? Vic, I'll start the ball rolling. Enough nuggets to trim the tree around the top. I'll give the first nugget, a big one, the size of my thumbnail. Of course, Crane, you ain't thinking that maybe you'll get your money if uh, Jim gets enough nuggets to pay you. <laughs> I never give it a thought. Uh, that's it. Here's a chance for you. If you ballyhoo this thing right and Jim does get enough to pay me, I'll give you 10%. Mm. It don't seem quite right somehow. Of course it's right. Otherwise, he's going to have a big debt hanging over his head. It might take a year to pay off. Oh, it'll take more than that. He won't be able to work for a long time with one foot crushed. Well, if you collect enough, you'll have something to live on, maybe. After he pays me, Tell everybody I thought of it. Enough nuggets to trim the Christmas tree. And I'm starting it by giving the biggest nugget of all. Hello, Sergeant. Hello, Sergeant Preston. Hello, Sergeant. Well, Jim, you're up. I have good news for you. Good news? I can't tell you all about it. It's a surprise. But everything's going to be all right. What do you mean? If you weren't so blue about everything, I wouldn't even give you a hint. But there's a chance that you're going to have as fine a Christmas as you planned before the fire. What? I'll tell you this much. Jed Crane's a fine man, after all. I guess we were all wrong about him. Jed Crane? You mean Jed Crane is bothering about our Christmas? He wants you to have a better Christmas than you've ever had before. He's the bottom of everything. I'm just as surprised as you are. Come in, come in. Mr. Crane? Yes. Who are you? I, I'm Sally Christie. Oh. Sit down, sit down. I, I came here to... Well, Sergeant Preston told me about the big surprise you planned for Daddy. Oh, he did. And I thought it would be nice if you'd be there when he got it. Christmas Eve. Uh, well, I don't think I... I'm afraid I'll be busy. You mean you'll be trimming your tree or something? No, I, I, I don't believe in him. What? But didn't your family... Let's not talk about it. But you'll believe in them if you come over and see mine. Oh, please come, Mr. Crane. Just Sergeant Preston and Daddy and Mama and I will be there. I, I, I don't like Christmas, eh? Maybe that's because you're... Well, you're all alone. Maybe if you come... All right, all right, I'll come. Run along now. I'm busy. The soft light of the candles on the Christmas tree was reflected in the nuggets that hung like drops of gold from its branches. Sally smiled as she looked at the happy face of her father, and Mary and Sergeant Preston lifted his chair near the tree. Then she noticed Jed Crane off in the corner by himself. His wasn't a happy face. His eyes had almost a desperate look, and Sally suddenly felt sorry for the old man. She left the others and went to him quietly. Mr. Crane. Yeah. Could I sit on your knee? Well, well, sure. There you are. Isn't it a wonderful Christmas tree? It's, uh, yep, awful pretty. Doesn't 
Doesn't it make you believe in Christmas? Just a little. I guess so, a little. You've been so good to us. Daddy's so happy again. No child ain't. Sergeant Preston said you started everything. Mama says my stockings will be full of presents in the morning. I'll bet that's a fine feeling, the finest stocking full of presents on Christmas morning. Did you like it when you were a little boy? I, I don't know. Let's, let's not talk about it. Uh, Mr. Crane, I, I want to do something. I want to give you a Christmas present. Me? Oh, no, no. The trouble is, everything we had was burned except... Well, the only thing I have to give is Frisky. You mean you want to give me your pup? He's he's really a wonderful dog. I know you'll love him, and and maybe you'll let me come over and play with him once in a while. But Shelly, he, he, he's all you got. It isn't because I don't love him. I do, but but it's Christmas, and you just gotta have a present. Shelly, thank you, my dear. Merry Christmas, Mr. Crane. Shelly, uh, Shelly, wait a minute. Hey, don't go. I, I, I have a better idea. You know what? There's another present I'd rather have. Another present? But I... I, I... wish you'd... Well, maybe this sounds kind of funny, but I wish you'd kind of adopt me for a, for a sort of uncle. Adopt you? Why, that'd be wonderful. I haven't any uncles, and and you belong to our family. Yep, yep, I'd, I'd belong. Of course I'll adopt you, Uncle Jack. You, you keep frisky and, and bring me over to my house once in a while. And someday I'll tell you a story about a little boy and, and another little girl and a dog, a toy dog. But hey, that, uh, that story ended different. He wasn't adopted. What are you uh, talking about? I just adopted Mr. Crane. He's, he's my Uncle Jed. He, Your Uncle Jed? Fine, <laughs> Sally. Well, welcome to the family, Uncle Jed. Uh, Jimmy, he and his house, uh, that money you owe me is all in the family. We're going to forget all about it. Why, well, I don't know what to say. Didn't I tell you, Jim? Isn't this the best Christmas you ever had? You <laughs> a king and frisky thing, so. I was impressing that's the first time that dog of yours ever wagged his tail, man. Boy, he's just trying to say what we all want to say. Merry Christmas, Uncle Jed. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. And all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. They are sent to you each week at the same time and reach you from our transcription studios. Hugh Holder speaking. This is the Michigan Radio Network. The Challenge of the Yukon. On King! On New Husky! <laughs> the Wonder Dog King, swiftest and strongest of Eskimo League dogs, blazes the trail through storm and snow for Sergeant Preston as he meets... The Challenge of the Yukon. Sergeant Preston was typical of the small band of Northwest Mounted Police who preserved law and order in the new Northwest country, where the greed for wealth and power led to frequent violence and bloodshed. But in spite of the odds against them, Sergeant Preston and his wonder dog King met that challenge 
and justice ruled triumphant. Big plans were afoot for the New Year's Eve celebration in 40 Mile. The afternoon of the party, Pierre Duval and Bill Cross were telling Sergeant Preston about it in Pierre's trading post. <laughs> there will be three fiddle and a guitar to play for dancing and lobby of hotel is decorate. And there's going to be plenty of liquid refreshments. It's going to be a winging. You'll be there, won't you, Preston? Well, I certainly shall. I came over from Dawson for New Year's Eve in 40 Mile. Oh, it will be fine party. <laughs> If I could only go. Where well, ain't you going, Pierre? Oh, I don't like for leave store. Miners have come for New Year celebration. Leave gold in my safe. Someone must guard it. Seems too bad you should miss that party, Pierre. Uh, uh, Sergeant, what you do with King tonight? You take him with you to hotel? A New Year's <laughs> Eve party is no place for a big husky. I'm going to leave him in my room. Uh, maybe, maybe if you would leave him here in store. Then I could go to party. Why, why certainly, Pierre. I'd be glad to leave him here. I'll guard the place for you, won't you, boy? Oh, thank you, Sergeant. <laughs> C'est bien. Now I can celebrate, too. I'll bring him over before the party starts. Uh, you going my way, Bill? Oh, yeah. See you later, Pierre. Goodbye, Sergeant, and thank you again. One, King. It's getting colder, ain't it? Bill's wagon. Hello, Sergeant Preston. Well, hello there, Bobby. Look what the Chinaman gave me to celebrate New Year's with, Sergeant. Mmm, firecrackers. Wait, I'll set one off for you. They make an awful noise. Watch. Look out now. Oh, noise. Oh, come on back, King. Won't hurt you. Oh, gee, Sergeant. I didn't mean to scare him. I didn't think that dog was afraid of anything, Preston. Well, I've never seen a dog yet that wasn't afraid of firecrackers. King will jump right out a gun, but firecrackers are a different story. It's all right, fella. Come Gee, on. I hope he knows I didn't mean it. He doesn't want to come near me. We can smell the firecrackers on you. Have a good time, Bobby. Happy New Year. Goodbye. Happy New Year. Come on, King. Oh, uh, Preston. Yes? I just thought of something I forgot to get from Pierre. I'll have to go back. All right. See you later, Bill. Uh, Bobby... Where'd you say you got them firecrackers? From the Chinese laundry man. That's the way they celebrate Chinese New Year's. You uh, wouldn't want to sell some of them, would you? Well, didn't give me very many. Well, I just wanted about six or seven. Give you a dollar apiece for them. A dollar apiece? Gee, sure I'll sell them for that. And uh, I'd rather you didn't tell nobody about it. <laughs> you see, I want to play a joke on someone. I won't tell a soul, Bill. Here you are. Bill Cross went directly to his cabin at the edge of town. The door was locked, and he knocked softly. It's me, Bill. Hey, George, let me in. Oh, I was scared for a minute. Didn't expect you back so soon. Anybody try to get in while I was gone? No. I'm getting out of here soon. It ain't safe. No hurry. Nobody will come out here today. They're all busy planning to celebrate New Year's. Some of us started already. I'm postponing my celebrating until I'm across the border. Did you did you get them supplies for me? Yeah. Here they are. That little bundle? George, you're going to be carrying more than supplies across the border. So I didn't buy too many. What are you talking about? I got a perfect setup for you. You'll be lugging so much gold dust with you that you won't be carrying much else. You mean a job? One that's right down your alley. Cracking the safe. Bill, are you crazy? You forget I just busted out of jail. If they catch me this time... They won't catch you. 
Nobody even knows you're in town. The place is full of people. This ain't no time That's to... where you're wrong. It's a perfect time. Everybody will be celebrating at the party over at the hotel. There'll be so much shooting and yelling that anything we do will be covered. With everybody sleeping late tomorrow, you'll have time to get to the border before they find out what happened. And what are you doing in this job? I'll sneak away from the party at midnight, help you with it, and get back before they miss me. Then I'll hang around here for a few days so they won't suspect me. I'll meet you in Eagle City the last of the week. Uh, where is all this money? It's in Pierre Duval's trading post safe. <laughs> that old hunk of iron? I can get in that easy as a paper bag. I know you can. And nothing's going to be guarded except a dog. A dog? What, what, what kind of a dog? <laughs> well, it's Sergeant Preston's lead dog. Sergeant Preston? He in town? Listen, I, I'm getting out now fast. Now, George, don't get panicky. He's probably after me now. He, he must know that I escaped. No, he isn't. He comes here every year for New Year's Eve. He'd have said something about it, wouldn't he? Anyway, I don't want no part of that dog of his. Look at this arm. See them scars? That's what happened the last time he and that dog met up. He's worse than two men guarding that safe. I got that all figured out. You're going to shoot him? No. Then count me out. I'm going to use him to give you more time for your getaway. Now I know you're crazy. What are you going to do, bribe him? There's only one thing that dog's afraid of. Firecrackers. What? I'll use firecrackers to get him in the back room and shut him up. You get the money, fix a safe so they won't know it's been tampered with, then we let the dog out of the back room and run. I'll say we'd have to run. He'd chew us to pieces before we was halfway to the door. Not with a couple of firecrackers busting in his face. I'll tend to that. You can get out first. The dog is there. Nothing looks disturbed. They'll think the place was robbed after Preston took him home with him. And I'll have an airtight alibi from that time on. It was nearing midnight. George, waiting in the shadows beside the trading post, could hear the celebration at the party two blocks away. Then he saw Bill's figure approaching. George! George, you there? Yeah, yeah, I'm here. We gotta hurry while they're shooting and yelling. I ain't going in there till you got that dog locked up. To get the door unlocked? Yeah. That mud almost tore it down trying to get at me. I'll take care of him. Wait till I light this candle. I can use it for the firecrackers to see with. All right, George. Open that door a crack. Get back there, you mutt. Yeah, that got him away from the door. We'll go in. No, I, I ain't coming with you. Well, wait out here then. Get back there, you Back, I see. Back. Back in that other room with you. That's where I want you. Get back in there. There. Can't get at us now. Come on in, George. It's safe. You shut the back room. Yeah. You sure he can't get out? Yeah, hurry, you fool. You still making noise? Yeah. Yelling and shooting. Gotta hurry. Listen to that cur. Why would he like to get at us? Two o'clock, Pierre, and I wanted to leave while you were still on your feet. Uh, nobody's never carried Pierre home. <laughs> well, it's the first time for everything. 
Oh, here we are. I'll get King. Guess everything's all right. Happy New Year, King. You guard my store well, huh? All right, boy. Taking you home. Uh, good night, Sergeant. Happy New Year. Same to you, Pierre. Good night. Come, boy. We shouldn't have planned to stay here in the hotel tonight. That party will last till morning. Well, what's the matter, boy? You've acted funny ever since we got here. Trying to tell me something? Come here, fella. You know, sometimes I wish you could talk, but what? Well, you're burned. All the hair on your shoulders. So that's what's wrong. You must have rubbed against Pierre's stove or something. Well, that's too bad, fella. But skin isn't burned much. It'll be all right tomorrow. Now you lie down. We better try and get some sleep. Morning, Jim. Hello, Sergeant. Well, you don't look too happy this morning. Guess I was a little too happy last night. You going this way? Yes, I have to get some things to the trading post if Pierre's awake. He better be or I'll have to wake him. Have to get the money for my furs and head back home. <laughs> There's Bill Cross. He don't look too chipper either. Well, what's he doing in town at this hour? He stayed with Ned last night. Oh. Said he didn't think he could make his cabin. Hi there, Bill. Hello. Hello, Bill. How do you two feel? Oh, get away from him, Sergeant. Take him Hang up. back. Get away from him. What's wrong with you? Hey, what did he do that for? Oh, I can't imagine. He's never even growled at Bill before. I'm sorry, Bill. Crazy mutt. What's wrong with him? Hold him. Why, oh, he tore your pocket off. Here's the stuff that fell out. Firecrackers. Where'd you get them? I, I was shooting them off last night. I guess I missed a few. You aren't hurt, are you, Bill? No, no. I'm all right. I'll see you later. was funny. King's never jumped anyone before without a reason. Uh, here we are. Let's see if Pierre is up yet. Oh, Sergeant, so glad I am to see you. I have been robbed. Robbed? When? Robbed? This morning, I go to open safe. The door fell off. Everything, all gold is gone. Did you hear anything after you went to bed? No, but that must be when it happened, while I sleep. King, he was here till I come home last night. What's this on the floor? Oh, part of a firecracker. There's another one over there. Did anyone shoot these off yesterday, Pierre? No. Nobody in here. I wonder. Maybe you were robbed before we got back last night. But no, they, they, they could not. Without shooting King. King jumped Bill Cross just now for no reason. Bill had firecrackers in his pocket, remember? And Bill was with me yesterday when Bobby scared King with them. Jim, we're heading for Bill's cabin right now. Come on, King. Tell you, Sergeant, he stayed with Ned all night. He'll prove it. And you saw me at the hotel before that. I didn't see you all the time, Bill. Well, you ain't got nothing on me. You can search this cabin. There's no gold here. Hey, Preston! Yes? I can see that dog here was out of the window here. He's acting awful funny. His hair's standing up on his back, and he keeps running back and forth towards the woods. They're probably my tracks. That dog's got something against me for some reason or other. Come on, we're going outside and find out. No. I'm afraid of him. He won't hurt you unless I tell him to. Come on. What's wrong, fella? His track's leading away from the cabin. 
Nothing seems worried about them. They aren't yours, Bill. Why, sure they are. He wants to follow them. I think I'm beginning to see what happened. You had someone helping you, someone King's known before. He sure wants to follow him. All right, Bill. I'm taking you to town and confining you until we trace these tracks. They lead west toward the border. George had built himself a rude shelter of spruce boughs and fallen into an exhausted slumber after plodding through the snow weighed down with a heavy gold. He was awakened suddenly by a deep growl and opened his eyes to look into the snarling jaws of a huge dog a few inches from his throat. All right, you get her. Don't try and reach for a gun or that dog will kill you. King, then you... It's Preston. Why, George Jameson... What are you doing out of prison? King and I put you there three months ago. Why, I... I you uh, remembered him, too, didn't you, fellow? So you're the one who helped Bill Cross steal that gold. So he squealed, did he? The dirty double-crosser. No. King just did a fine job of pointing both of you out to me. All right, fella. Got him. We're going back to 40 miles. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit, and all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. They are sent to you each week at the same time and reach you from our transcription studios. Few Holder speaking, this is the Michigan Radio Network. Sergeant Preston of the Yukon first aired in 1947. It is considered by many to be one of the best loved and best remembered of the radio juvenile dramas. Produced by George Trendle, who is the same radio station owner who presented The Lone Ranger and the Green Hornet, Sergeant Preston was originally aired as Challenge of the Yukon. By 1953, the title was changed to The Name of the Hero, who epitomized the popular concept of the Mountie as incorruptible, brave, and resolute. With cries of, On King! On you Huskies! Preston would set forth with his marvelous lead dog, King, to capture evildoers. King, the swiftest and strongest lead dog in the Northwest, and variously described as a Malamute or a Husky, was arguably the real hero of the adventures. The idea for Challenge of the Yukon may have come from King of the Royal Mounted, a popular comic book of the period. The role of Sergeant Preston was originally was originated by J. Michael, then played by Paul Sutton. In 1954, Brace Beamer, who had voiced the Lone Ranger, took over the role until the show ended in 1955, when it premiered as a television series. And now, kids, it's time for our Comic Web Radio Secret Society code, 8518828. Just enter this code at www.comicweb.com slash secretsociety.htm. Deciphering the code will give you all the benefits of membership in the Comic Web Radio Secret Society. Benefits include more free episodes, fun facts, a certificate of membership, and you get 15% off any order from the Comic Web. Just use the word on checkout where we ask for a coupon code. The code again is 8518828. If you have any comments on how to improve our podcast, please send an email to us or fill out the survey on our website. Our email is editor at comicweb.com, and we would appreciate anyone leaving reviews of the podcast on iTunes or anywhere else. Thanks for listening, and have a great week.